Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs> Happy Friday. Thank you to you also. It's a glorious day. It's not a bad one, yeah. It's the end of my birthday week. <laughs> Shouldn't Doesn't your birthday week end on like a Saturday? It ends on Sunday night. Oh, I see. So it it's goes, not really the it end, it's the from middle. the previous Saturday <laughs> to the following Sunday, so it's a, it's a nine-day period. Uh, okay. Yes. All right. And then we still have... Two and a half more weeks in my birthday month. Mm-hmm. So. And then it's my birthday month. And you no, know, you get a day. Why do I only get a because day? Because it's a holiday. <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. That's a big party day. You can't extend that all throughout the month. Oh, I see. Plus, I've still got one present that's outstanding. Yes, you do. That's right. But hopefully you'll get it before the end of the month. Yes. All right. Um, Disney Parks blog, they have a do-it-yourself ornament and decor for the holidays feature there. That's right. Some very nice do-it-yourself projects on how to make Mickey-inspired marble glass ornaments. Um, as well as how to make some tabletop centerpieces um, and other little festive ornaments. So if uh, you're into the do-it-yourself thing, go check out the Disney Parks blog. And if you're not, go check out Shop Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Or your Hallmark store and get your (laughs) Disney ornaments. I think my favorite ornament this year is the um, Infinity Gauntlet. That's an ornament? It's it's not a do-it-yourself one, but they also <laughs> list, because like you said, you know, not everyone likes a do-it-yourselfer. Right. So they uh, they list some of the ornaments that are available <laughs> through Shop Disney, and one of them is a an Infinity Gauntlet. Nothing, I like... Nothing the, says holidays like Infinity Gauntlets. I know. There's a Toy Story one of the characters standing uh, in front of a window. I like that one. That's right. Celebrating their 25th anniversary this That's year. It's crazy. All right. There's also um, on the Disney Parks blog a gift guide for Disney Springs. Yes, there is. It is a virtual gift guide. Uh, A number of stores um, are participating in it. And you can actually go to the Disney Springs Instagram site. And there are eight tabs, I guess. Um, (laughs) You don't understand how Instagram works. I don't know how the Instagrams work. Um, There are eight categories. And I guess each one of them has their own little button. And you can go through (laughs) and look at what the uh, collections are. Uh, I don't understand Instagram either, but listening to you describe it is pretty funny. And then if you want to go down to Disney Springs, you can purchase it uh, when you get there. Um, Additionally, in the town center and the surrounding west side and east side of Disney Springs, you can take part in the Christmas Tree Stroll 2020 presented by Advent Health. Advent Health is doing a lot with Disney these days. Between that and they're doing the uh, thing where they bring the Epcot to the seniors, the yeah, I think don't they aren't they also responsible for the for the wellness checks when you walk they in? They are. They're taking temperatures as you enter the parks. Yeah, um, but they are sponsoring the uh, Christmas tree stroll. Uh, there are twelve uh, twinkling holiday trees set out among Disney Springs. Each tree is themed to a uh, Disney character or story. Uh, they give you a sticker sheet with a map, and you have to assign the right sticker to the rec. Uh, right icon for each tree and once your map is complete you bring it to the redemption location for a special surprise Ooh. Uh, there's no word on whether this is a freebie or a pay one like we know over at universal they're doing the thing where you pay 7.99 you know where all the trees are and then you get a free cookie right oh i'm no. sorry ornament whatever it is <laughs> um for free <laughs> yeah uh, in quotes yeah but there are some discounts that come along when you participate with the stroll. You get ten uh, percent off Blaze Pizza, ten percent off at Chicken Guy, uh, uh, free bar bite with a twenty dollars purchase at City Works, ten percent discount at Earl of Sandwich, twenty percent off food and non alcoholic beverages at uh, House of Blues. <laughs> Sounds like a food stroll. Ten, it is right. 
10% off your purchase at Joffrey's with a complimentary latte art on any qualifying beverage. Uh, 15% off uh, purchase at Crystal Arts. 20% off Alex and Ani. 10% off purchases at Basin. 20% off purchases at House of Blues. 20% off one full price item at Johnny Was. 10% off at Kipling. And the last one is 30% off luxury of time. Uh, and then in addition to the Christmas tree stroll, there is going to be entertainment throughout Disney Springs. Uh, we mentioned last week that Santa and Mrs. Claus will be riding out on the water. Um, but they will also have toy soldier stilt walkers and snowflake skaters along with DJs uh, playing your favorite seasonal tunes at the Advent Health Waterside Stage and at Exposition Park across from Disney's Candy Cauldron. That's where the food trucks are usually yeah, parked. Yeah, right. Um, there's also, don't forget, Magical Snowfall. Oh, yeah. At the town center and on the west side. What is it, Snope? Snope, yes, you are correct. Uh, and then, you know, there's always going to be the treats. Uh, there's photo pass backdrops at the at the photo studio. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I that's, mean, you know. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Get ready for the Christmas onslaught. <laughs> uh, so are you wearing your uh, weatherman cap? I am. You have some weather news for us? We do. We have breaking weather news. Oh, I don't know. I don't have that sound effect. <laughs> which has been going on now for five days. So it's that uh, slow moving storm we're talking about? That's right. Edda seems to be the slowest moving storm in history. Uh, we mentioned it in last week's show on Friday that it was getting ready to hit Florida. And well, it looks like we were about, uh, I don't know, four days too early. Uh, but Etta is now a uh, Category 1 hurricane and is expected to hit the Central Florida area. Uh, it's actually down there now. They're getting buffeted with rain and wind. Um, but uh, maybe by the time people listen to this, the center will have passed over and everything will be good. All right. Um, and then moving over to the business um, news desk. What do you have in business news? Yeah, it was a very big day today. The Walt Disney Company released their fourth quarter earnings for 2020. Now, they did beat expectations with $14 billion in revenue, um, but there are a number of business segments that are still not up and running, specifically Disneyland Resort, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line. A number of their hotels are not working uh, or not reopened yet. Uh, but their park sector experienced the most significant loss. Their uh, revenues for the quarter were down 61% to $2.6 billion, uh, with uh, segment operating losses uh, decreased $2.5 billion. Um, so lower operating results for the quarter were due to increase were due to decreases domestic and internet at the domestic and international parks and experiences businesses. So pretty much, you know, things are closed; they don't make any money. Right. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, and then that leads into a statement that was made by Disney CFO Christine McCarthy uh, that the Disney Parks Division anticipates the Disneyland Resort will remain closed through the end of the fiscal first quarter in 2021, uh, which would be at least January. Right. So we know that all ties to Gover uh, Governor Newsom's uh, reopening orders. Uh of course, during the webcast, CEO Bob Chapek reiterated that the company is extremely disappointed that the state of California continues to keep Disneyland closed, closed and I think we agree with him. Uh, now, this is the first time in over 40 years that Disney has reported an annual net loss. Um, their fourth quarter losses were reported as $710 million or 39 cents a share. It is the second consecutive quarterly loss. 
Uh, Disney had not reported a quarterly loss since April of 2001, um, and this is the uh, first time since 1996 that they they had two consecutive quarterly losses. Yeah, well, I mean, it's expected, right? Exactly. Uh, But then in good news, uh, they did announce that the uh, Walt Disney World resorts are currently at 77% capacity for uh, the first quarter in 2021, which includes the holiday season through December. Thanksgiving was also noted as being close to capacity, um, and uh, that's that's good news for the parks. So I don't understand what that means, and I'm, you, I'm probably asking a question that you don't know the answer to either, um, but they're saying they're at 75%, 75% of allowed capacity? Of their resort capacity. 75% of their open resort capacity? Available resort capacity. So the parks, so the resorts that are closed, they're not counting? Correct. Okay. Correct. It's, it's only the number of rooms. Mm-hmm. You can't count the rooms that are closed because there's not going to be anyone in them. Well, So yeah. if they normally have 40,000 rooms and there's only 20,000 rooms and of those 20,000 rooms, 15,000 are booked, that's 75% capacity. Yes. Okay. That's quick math. Thanks. Um, and then in uh, Disney Cruise News during this meeting, it was announced that Disney's new ship would join the fleet in 2022, <clears throat> which we kind of heard a couple of weeks ago when the itineraries for early 22... 2022 were released, and that the two other new ships would join the fleet in 2024 and 2025. There had been some rumor that the third ship would be canceled. Mm, well, I guess we'll see what happens. It yep. may still be canceled. Right. Um, and then in California, the some holiday decor was installed on Buena Vista Street. That's right. Since they are opening Buena Vista Street for shopping and dining, they have gone ahead and, and moved forward with their Christmas decorations. So they've put uh, seasonal displays in the window, and then, of course, they've hung garland and, uh, you know, wreaths and ornaments and made it up like uh, the holidays. Nice. Um, And then at Downtown Disney, right outside the door there of Buena Vista Street, um, they have some new social distance markers. Yeah, so we we know that most places that have a large capacity of people, uh, they put social distancing markers in place. If you go to your local Target, there are six-foot markers outside for the line, you know, to keep groups separated. Uh, And the same thing goes at Disney. When you're going through the queues, there are social distance markers for each group to uh, advance to the next one. Well, what they have done now in in downtown Disney in California is each social distancing marker is maximized at four guests per marking. So if you're a family of eight, you have to separate into two groups of four. You can't have eight people jammed into that marker because then you're not really following the six foot. Well, because then if the next party tries to be on the next marker, they're really just on top of you. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to follow that six foot spacing. It's not a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. And I think it makes sense. You know, I think they should be doing the same thing in Disney World. Because if you have a party that's traveling, a, a decent-sized party, they just sort of all, you know, group together. Right. And it's hard to figure out where, which marker you're supposed to stand on next. So, I mean, obviously, if it's a big party, you kind of have to skip the next one. But sometimes it's, you almost feel like maybe you need to skip the one after that, too. Right. And but it's just then hard the people, to tell. Then, like, you know, when I'm in the line, I feel like, oh, the people behind me, I'm not moving. I don't, you know, I'm not getting closer. I feel bad because I feel like people are watching me and I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just trying to maintain... That's six foot. Window. There's nowhere to go though when you're in a queue. It's not yeah. like it's not like you're letting other people past you that or something. Is true. 
All right. Um, at Disney World, they are now operating at 35% capacity. That's right. Bob Chapek has confirmed that they have increased their capacity from 25% to 35%. Um, this is due to innovations and modifications they've made to attraction operation uh, while still maintaining safety and health guidelines. Uh, examples of that would be the plexiglass dividers installed on both Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, as well as the uh, uh, frozen ride, Frozen Ever, Ever After, After in uh, Norway. Um, so while the parks have increased to 35% capacity, table service restaurants have not increased their capacity. Okay. Um, and then there's some new park hours out uh, through January 23rd. That's right. Uh, park hours are out. And essentially what we have is a schedule that looks like this with, you know, there are certain exceptions uh, around the holidays. Right. But in general, from now through January 23rd, you're looking at the Magic Kingdom being open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Epcot from 11 p.m. It says 11 p.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> I think that should be 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Hollywood Studios is going to be open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Animal Kingdom from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Disney Springs will be open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on the weekdays and 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. on the weekends. All right, great. It's nice to get that extra hour in. Yeah, on the weekends. Disney Springs is a zoo, so right. uh, yeah, nice to get a little extra time. Um, the Ticket and Transportation Center has had some um, upgrades, and it's given them now uh, contactless security. That's right. It's just the contactless guest screeners uh, that have been being installed in all of the parks. Uh, I think the best thing about this, as Cheryl is looking at it, is the picture that the vendor has provided of people just walking through these scanners with glorious looks <laughs> on their faces. Well, that's definitely going to be me walking through, not having to have my bag checked. Especially these two guys who are not really sure what they're looking at, but I don't, God, I don't, are they excited. Yeah. They're just excited to be through that uh, through that scanner and not have had to have their bags ripped apart. Exactly. So um, these scanners at the Ticket and Transportation Center uh, allow you to uh, board the monorails or the boats. So this is your scanning for Magic Kingdom and or Epcot. Mm -hmm. uh, these scanners handle 60 people per minute. Uh, they're 10 times faster than any other scanner uh, system. And, you know, once again, Larry from Boise uh, yep. is Out not, of a job. Uh, not going through your bag. <laughs> well, you know, there's jobs for Larry. Uh, I don't know. But now he's not going to be assigned the bag safety stick. Right. Right. All right. Um, oh, the scrims are down now around the Magic Kingdom monorail station. That's right. There had been construction scrims around it uh, because they are doing work in the area, specifically on a new boat launch uh, area, which is going to handle some of the uh, Grand Floridian and Polynesian boat launches. This is also the pathway to the bridge that connects the Grand Floridian mm -hmm. to the Magic Kingdom walkway. Uh, so the scrims are now down. Uh, the dock is visible. Uh, they are doing a little bit of work on the lawn between the uh, monorail uh, station pathway and the dock, but uh, it looks very nice and uh, I can't wait to see it in three weeks, hopefully. I know. We're praying that we don't get that taken away from us. Right. Um, and so you have an answer to the question, what is that display at Cinderella's Castle? That's right. What the heck is all that for? Yeah. Well, it was announced um, that it is for the Disney Channel. Oh. The Disney Channel will have three new holiday specials in December. And the first one that they announced is the reason that the bridges and climbing apparatuses are there at, slides, in, whatever that right, was. in front of Cinderella Castle. 
And that is for the Disney Holiday Magic Quest, which is a one-hour high-stakes adventure that will follow the stars from Zombies 2 throughout the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Raven Simone will virtually host the challenge. Um, uh, After iconic Disney villains Maleficent and the Evil Queen steal holiday magic, the stars must overcome obstacles and complete challenges to restore the joy of, of the season. The challenges take place throughout the Magic Kingdom Park and include iconic attractions and locations like the Haunted Mansion and Cinderella Castle. Uh, the four stars are competing for a grand prize that will benefit Toys of Tots. Um, and uh, that's what that uh, stage stuff is for. The other two shows are going to be the Disney Channel Holiday House Party and Challenge Accepted, the Disney Channel Epic Holiday Showdown. The details on those are yet to be released. But the Disney Holiday Magic Quest show will premiere on Friday, December 4th on the Disney Channel at 8 p.m. I'm disappointed. Why? I could have thought of so many more fun things that they were going to be doing. I know, like I was hoping stage. it would be for the the Christmas special. Something. The Christmas parade. Yeah, I'm not All excited right. for uh Raven Simone. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind Raven Simone, but um I'm not excited about this Disney Channel special. Uh all right, um some merchandise has moved into the Casey's dining area. Yeah, since Casey's is not open and they have that dining area at the back end of the restaurant, um they have decided to utilize that empty floor space right now to improve traffic flow and increase social distancing for the uh, Emporium. So they have moved some clothing holders and clothing displays into the area. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you're also um, upping your capacity of people that you're allowed it, allowing in there. Right. Now, that area to me hasn't been the same since they removed the bleachers and the no. movie screen. Yeah. Uh, and since they took away the automated uh, ketchup dispenser at Casey's. Yeah, so Case, Casey's is kind of dead to me right now. <laughs> well, that's good because Casey's is closed. I know. The minute they're open, I'll be right back there. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, in honor of Veterans Day, uh, Disney re-released the um, Thunderbirds flyover footage. But they didn't re-release it. They released the official video okay, whatever. of the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds flyover at Epcot. Okay. Um, in Animal Kingdom, the Harambe Market is going to open this weekend. That's right. Harambe Market is a quick service location in the Africa section of the Animal Kingdom. Uh, it has been closed since mid-March, but it is ready to reopen and welcome guests this weekend. Uh, do you like the Harambe Market? I, we ate there one time and it was kind of terrible very what conf- we got. It was very confusing. Yeah, I thought that they were individual stations for different kinds of food. And then when you actually like waited in the line and got up there, you could order the same thing from every right. window, which made no sense. It and did. the lines were really long. Yeah, well, it wasn't and, long after opening. And what I got wasn't great. So we might just want to give it a second chance when we're there, hopefully in December. Yeah, sure. I'll give it another go. Uh, Although... I- that means not going to Flame Tree, and I really like Flame Tree. Maybe I'll give it a go. Okay, fine. Um, also open now, well, opening this weekend, is Affection Section. That's right. Affection Section is also a petting zoo. Nice. Or, or not also is, is also it a petting is. zoo. It is a petting zoo uh, where you can pet goats and other small animals. Um, the Affection Station is part of Rafiki's Planet Watch, which did reopen with the rest of the Animal Kingdom in July. But the affection section was closed. You could still watch the animals through the fences, but you were not allowed to pet them. Uh, Upon reopening, there will be a lower capacity limit in the affection station, uh, affection section, along with extra cleaning efforts to keep the area safe. Isn't this where they have like the llamas or the alpacas too? Yes. I don't know if you're, are you allowed to pet them? I think so. There's goats and sheep. 
that I'm right. at least mm-hmm. aware of. I know the sheep, you get like the brush and then everybody, yes. all the little kids run around and try to brush them. Yes. And the sheep just run away from it. Right. And the uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch is also where the veterinary veterinarian services are. Right, that we get to watch on our uh, behind-the-scenes Animal Kingdom Magic show. Magic of the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. At Hollywood Studios, um, we're getting news that originally there were supposed to be two versions of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, uh, it's a little story in the Orange County Register out in California uh, that uh, Imagineers had at one point considered building two different Star Wars attractions, one on each coast. But apparently it was a very short conversation uh, because they realized that it would be much better off to build things in tandem and have two of everything and just get it right. A lot cheaper, I'll tell you. That is true. Trying to uh, come up with theming for two completely different lands versus, you know, a shared theme. Right. Is, uh, would, would have been a lot more expensive. Okay. Um, so some of the decorations are starting to go up in Walt Disney World at the resorts. Yes, they are. Are you um, sure? <laughs> well, no, because we had a little story about Disney Springs ahead of that, but you kind of skipped it. So No, we had already talked about it. You talked about it, um, the holiday entertainment at Disney Springs. You talked about it up when we talked about Disney Springs before. Oh, okay. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, so the resorts have started decorating for the holidays. Uh, the Wilderness Lodge has put up their gigantic Christmas tree. If you've never seen the Wilderness Lodge lobby, it is, what, five stories tall, uh, yeah. six stories tall. And they have a, a gigantic tree uh, that is uh, gigantic and covered <laughs> in illuminated teepees, which is very nice because it has a, a very much Pacific Northwest theme to it. So if you're headed to the resorts, uh, I think there's nothing like seeing some of the resorts decked out for for the holidays. Coronado also has their tree up. Do they? Yeah, I'm sure. I think most of the resorts probably have their trees up at this Mm -hmm. point. So it's something fun to go see. Right. You're not going to get your chocolate displays or your gingerbread houses like they do normally at Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. We might see some of the chocolate displays. They're not going to do the big um, gingerbread, like walk-up tree. Sorry, gingerbread house like, mm-hmm. like they used to at the Grand Floridian, but well, we might one, see some did chocolate one at the displays. Wilderness Lodge last year too. Mm. I Smaller think we might, scale. We might see some chocolate displays because those were always behind plexiglass; they couldn't be touched anyway, like right. the one they do at the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe we'll see some of them. Maybe. Um, there's you have a new construction update about the Western Way entrance sign. That's right. The Western Way entrance sign painting continues. Uh, it's not really much of an update, That's it? but the I didn't the, even have time to start my construction sounds. The <laughs> the Mickey b- background has been pl- painted blue. Uh, the tarp has been removed from Mickey, um, so the old purple colors that used to be on there are gone. Um, it still remains over on the Mickey side, so it's it's like they're halfway through with the sign, which is pretty funny. So <laughs> uh, one half has the it's old the look has the old paint scheme, and one half has the new paint scheme. So hopefully within the next week or two, you know, when, when they get some guys that were working on the toll plaza <laughs> that can come over to Move the Western more. Way Archway, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they can get it done. Maybe. All right. Moving uh, over to entertainment, Disney Plus is celebrating their one-year anniversary. That's right. Happy anniversary, Disney Plus, And thank you for the many hours of enjoyment you've brought us over the past year. Yeah, we've needed it. Yeah. Um, so Disney Plus celebrated their first year. Uh, and on October 3rd, they passed 73 million subscribers. Wow. Um, 
the big news was that in August they had reached 50. So between August and the first week of October, they had gained an additional 23 million subscribers. Um, it's well above their expectations for the platform. Um, you know, a lot of this is due to uh, exclusive shows like The Mandalorian, which has season two out right now. But you, you can't deny the fact that COVID has played a part in this. Oh, it's definitely helped. I mean, every other part of uh, Disney's business might be suffering, but Disney Plus is not suffering from COVID. Which is why a few weeks ago, they kind of reorganized their business into a streaming content platform uh, and changed their business model. Yeah. Um, as far as the other streaming services that Disney have has, uh, Hulu now has 36.6 million subscribers. ESPN has 10.3 million subscribers. So between everything... Uh, they have just around 110 million subscribers. That's amazing. Yep. Okay. Um, so on Disney Plus, we've been waiting for uh, WandaVision. Now we have an official release date. That's right. WandaVision, which is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe show to premiere on Disney Plus. Uh, they had been telling us that it would be released in 2020. They lied. Ugh. January 15th of 2021 so is going close. to be the release date. If they actually do that. But, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, the Mandalorian runs through just before Christmas. I don't think that you want to, you know, especially since these shows are, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. They're very limited uh, seasons. I don't think you want to run your tentpole shows on top of each other. I guess. You know, so you don't want to put out a week where there's a Mandalorian and a WandaVision. It's not like they didn't know this before. True. I mean, like, why change your mind now? Like, when you first were setting up the dates, why didn't you keep that in mind? I wasn't in that meeting, so I can't tell you. But uh, they did release an official trailer, which uh, will be posted on our uh, Facebook page. And uh, it's pretty cool. I'm getting tired of trailers. I want just the actual show, please. You just have a little over two months. Uh It'll go by in a flash. Sure. Um, the Disney Park Pass availability has increased, um, likely due to the fact that the capacity for the parks has gone up. That is true. Uh, if you are visiting between November 29th through December 19th, uh, they have increased availability for all guests, uh, including annual pass holders, uh, resort guests, and theme park ticket holders. What was the start date of that? Uh, November 19th. I'm sorry. November 29th through December 19th. Okay. So uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're a first-time listener, um, there are three different tiers of ticket holders when you are getting a Disney Parks reservation pass. Uh, Annual pass holders are just that. You know, you have an annual pass. Uh, If you're a resort guest, you're staying on site at Disney property. And if you're a theme park ticket holder, uh, you're, you're not staying on site, but you do have a Disney park ticket. And they allocate a certain number of uh, slots in the parks each day to each one of those tiers. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Um, Moving to Universal Orlando, they have uh, some more holiday cheer that they're setting up. That's right. We've been telling you bits and pieces about what's happening. They've got Christmas in the Wizarding Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, They've got the Grinch, who's going to be making appearances at Seuss Landing, along with the rest of the Who's from Whoville. We've got the Universal's Holiday Experience featuring Macy's Balloons, which are the um, uh, the balloons from the parade. And they are now going to have Universal's Holiday Character Celebrations. You're going to be able to celebrate the seasons with Minions uh, uh, from Despicable Me and the Minions films. 
You're going to see the uh, Shrek characters, including uh, Donkey and Shrek. Uh, and then you're going to see King Julian and some of the crew from the Madagascar franchise. All right. Uh, you'll be able to sing and dance with some of your favorite characters. They're kind of doing what Disney does here. They're going to have incredibly festive parade floats. And then they're going to have holiday show moments that the entire family will enjoy. And then afterwards, you're going to be able to take socially distanced, fo- distanced photos of yourselves with characters in the floats. Um, I think that's one thing that's pretty cool about Universal is they actually uh, stop their parades uh, for picture opportunities. Yeah, that's cool. And I, they did that when we were there. They stopped over by the Mel's Diner. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, they just kind of let kids come up and then they resumed things and, and went on. So you don't get that at Disney. No, I guess you don't. No. Uh, and then you had some things you wanted to talk about um, that were happening at Cape Canaveral. That's right. Cape Canaveral Saturday night is the launch of the first crewed Dragon capsule mission by SpaceX. Um, The last one that went up a few months ago was just a demo flight, Um, but there are four crew members going up to the International Space Station. And, you know, the the big concern here is that you've got people on a highway uh, who go to watch this launch and you can't really enforce social distancing. So authorities are hoping that people will enforce social distancing. Uh, but the big thing I thought of, that I, I read in this story is that these the last launch in uh, August, uh, no, March, uh, brought in to the area just for the launch between $27 million and $28 million to Port Canaveral. So wow. you talk about an area, you know, that doesn't have the cruise industry right now. Well, each one of these launches that are crewed, if they're bringing in twenty-seven to twenty-eight million dollars, that's a that's a big plus for the Port Canaveral area because yeah. they they need it right now. Absolutely. So, uh, you have any closing words? No. All right. I got nothing. So we hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay safe. Avoid the Rona. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Ta-ta.